Hey everyone and welcome back to the experiment. After we talked about the bonding strategy of the third line in the last episode, I want to focus on soulmate or not, the sixth line bonding strategy in this episode because it's so interesting and of course I'm a 3-6 profile so I'm very familiar with both of them and um, might be different for you if you have a sixth line personality I already touched upon this in the last episode for me it's my design so I um, feel it in my body rather than I am conscious of it in my mind but it's a very very important theme for me And there's a lot of conditioning around the topic of soulmates, of past life connections, twin flames, karmics, you name it. And we will not go into this. I myself have so many open questions about that. But what is a soulmate? Mm, and that's not an easy question to answer. And only your authority will know. For me, it's so interesting with the sixth line, at least in this second phase of your life after the Saturn return, where you are in this very reclusive position. You are sitting up on the roof and you're not really involved with anything going on in the house. Um, you might be familiar with this concept of the profile lines. Um, making up the house, the one being the foundation and the fifth line being up on the first floor, standing at the window and the sixth line being the only one who is not in the house but sitting up on the roof and not really interested what's going on with the other lines, not really looking into the house but looking across to all the other houses, seeing the big picture, looking at the whole city, looking what's going on around there, but not really getting involved. We have this aloofness, a keynote of the sixth line, um, that can also be really, really triggering because at least in the second phase, before our Chiron return, where we are really meant to step down and re-engage with life. We are not really meant to mingle, to be in community, to be a part of like social gatherings and so on. We are meant to be in this elevated position. And it's a lot um, like the hermit energy, but of course different uh, for the 6-2 profile. The two will be very, very um, connected. But it's like very important to see that the sixth line is not involved, but is observing a lot. It's like the keynote of the observer. Mm. And there is a really, really strong exclusivity when it comes to the sixth line and connections with others and we all need connections it's it's basically a human thing 
um, no matter how social you are, whether you're fourth line, um, who's a natural at socializing and creating a network or a second line who needs a lot of alone time. We all need connection to be healthy, to thrive, to be happy. Um, it's really a human thing. Even animals need connection. So, But it's very, very different how we go about this. Um, and the sixth line has this really strong selectivity of soulmate or not. And you will recognize that there is not a lot in between, that this is a very radical approach. Um, it's like either you feel like a soulmate and then there's this potential for connection or you're not and there's nothing there. And there's a binary. We often have a binary in human design and all the different levels between the design and the personality, between the lines, uh, for example, the one and the two. We always have this binary theme um, going on. But it's really, it can switch, it can shift. You can be in a relationship for a certain time. And this is especially true um, if there's like... You have a relationship that is going on during your shifts, during, for example, you going through your Saturn return or your Chiron return. For example, you met someone before your Saturn return and then you have this fundamental shift. You're going up on the roof and it might be that this person still feels like your soulmate or a soulmate to you but it might also be the case that it changes and um, you will not feel the connection anymore um, so it is fluid and it can change with time because we all change with time but what's interesting is this this radical approach um, for the fourth line, for example, I think I talked about this in the last episode, that for the fourth line, connection, a social circle is so, so crucial and so valuable because it means opportunity for them. It means further connections that might have very, very important assignments for them. Mm. All the opportunities come from their network. So it's very healthy. It's very aligned to build a huge network. And they have this natural tendency to be really, really interested in socializing, in having relationships with others and um, building this type of community, building this type of network. And... This is not really the energy of the sixth line. For the sixth line, from what I observed, from what I learned from others, it's more like the one-on-one -on -one connection. So you really have like this deep soul level connection with one person at a time um, that feels much more natural than like being social within a group. Um, 
And it always feels like sort of an investment, an effort, because it's not that natural for a sixth line. And, you know, I'm focusing a lot about the on the roof phase because I'm 40. That's where I'm at at the moment. Um, might be totally different post current return, but I don't have experience with that. But it, it, we're not really motivated to leave our rooftop bar and socialize with others. Mm. But if the person passes this soulmate test, things look very, very different. And from my own observation, um, people sometimes judge us as very, yeah, sometimes even arrogant, as very selective, too selective, because for me, I can say I'm just not really interested in socializing per se. It's not valuable to me to have a social interaction just with anyone, just to be social. That's, it's more like an effort to me. So there needs to be value. There needs to be depth. Depth is a huge thing for the sixth line. And many sixth lines have um, the best connections with other sixth lines because it's like they are very, very different compared to the rest of the lines. Because, as I said, it's the only line that's not about the process that we see, like this progression from the first line to the fifth line. And we have the fifth line is the culmination of the process. We have universalization and then it ends. And then we have the sixth line transcending this and looking what else is over there. Maybe you see the connection with the sixth color environment, shores. You are on an island, on a beach or somewhere else and you are permanently looking across the horizon to the other shore, wondering what else is out there. You're sitting on the roof and looking um, over there. And so this is a very, very different energy compared to the other lines. So there is always huge familiarity between six lines. But of course, that doesn't mean that only six lines can be soulmates. And um, the not self will create a lot of stories, a lot of stories about soulmates, who is a soulmate or not. And um, there's a lot of, rationalization going on there might be a lot of illusion going on trying to convince yourself that someone is your soulmate because for example your undefined spleen isn't ready to let go of this person there's so much not self propaganda out there um, sometimes it can be really really harmful to immerse yourself in all of this content online relating to twin flames and soul soulmates and past life connections. And I'm not saying that this is bullshit. Um, I myself work a lot with the Akashic Records and I know for a fact 
just from my own experience with myself and my clients, that past life connections exist and can be very relevant, but it's just not the point. It's not the point. Uh, you don't have to understand why this person is your soulmate, is a soulmate at the moment or not. Only your authority can tell you. Your mind will have no clue. And for me, it's always helpful to remember that when you follow your authority, well, you will have a lot less mind chatter. And when you observe that you are really going into this loop of overthinking and very, very much in your thoughts, that this is a sign that you're not in your authority. So you may have all these stories and ideas going on and that's okay. But remember, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. And there might be a person who has very strong similarities with you. You have the same background, you share the same interests, maybe you even have a similar design, but there's just not this connection on this level that your authority really feels mm, the pull to this person, to be close to this person, to interact with this person. And then there might be another person who is 20 years younger or older than you. You don't have that many connections on the surface level, but you immediately feel this, this soul connection. And it might feel like you have known each other for multiple lifetimes. And I don't care if that's true or not. Probably you'll never find out for sure. But it can feel like that. And from my own observations and experiences, as I said, this can come across as very arrogant, as someone who thinks they are better than others and so on, but it's simply not correct for the sixth line to engage with everyone. And it is correct to be very selective. And for me, for example, I'm at a gathering, at a party, at an event, whatever. And there's normally, in, in many, many cases, there are lots of people who I'm not interested in <laughs> at all. And this sounds really mean from our conditioning, but... It's really not. And I'm, I always try to be a very polite person, a very kind person, because that's really important to me. That's a value to me. Mm. So that doesn't mean I'm mean to them or anything like that. I'm just not drawn to them. I'm just not interested in engaging with them in like having a deeper conversation. So there's lots of people Mm, whom I might talk to for a little bit, but um, I'm not really interested. And they will, in most cases, feel that. And often it's also reciprocated because the sixth line has a really um, particular energy that doesn't feel comfortable to everyone. So it's, 
it's normally um, a mutual feeling, not always, but but there's in in many cases there is this one person that feels completely different. This one person um, that is just so interesting and it feels so natural to be around them and they feel familiar and they feel comforting and there is like just this I don't have the feeling of effort when interacting with them um, that I have in many other social situations and I've had uh, many experiences in my past career where I went to like um, events where I just had to had to do a little bit of small talk and interact with people and it was always really really hard for me because it's not easy for the sixth line it doesn't feel natural it's a lot about naturalness um, it always reminds me of like the sixth color um, the um, innocence motivation um, on which I will do a separate episode because it's really, really important and I learned a lot about that. But it's it's really about feeling natural with someone versus feeling the effort of I have to talk to this person. Um, and this is for me something that really distinguishes soulmate or not, the natural flow um that i just feel comfortable with being also close to this person and it might feel different to you if you have a six line personality i'd love for you to share your experiences with me um but i have a six line body so it's also my sexual theme of course my bonding theme um and my body will recognize if someone feels like a soulmate or not so I often observe myself naturally coming closer to someone who feels like a soulmate of course not in a creepy way but you get what I mean um, and stepping away from someone that doesn't feel like a soulmate and it's my body doing this thing without me even noticing it's not like a conscious thing oh this person feels so good i want to come closer i want to touch him or her like on the arm as i said sounds very creepy but i don't mean it that way <laughs> um or i just want to step closer to listen to them it's it's something i don't even notice it just happens and what is especially interesting to me as i mentioned in some of the previous episodes i am currently in the yeah in the state of in the process of breaking up with my husband we broke up a month ago and it's just like still in this very very fresh state and he just moved out but he still lives in the same house and so it's really really fresh but um it was a process that has been going on for a few months and i didn't want to let go of him at all because we had a really really beautiful connection we had a really beautiful relationship we have been together for seven years in november um 
and we were really really close and on an energetic level um, both of us bridged our split for the other person so there's always like this a little bit codependent clingy quality we also had like a tribal connection via the 3740 so a very bodily very cuddly connection and it always felt really really good to cuddle a lot to um, touch a lot when we were together so mm. and this was the case until the end however what happened during the last year in the last few months is that my husband always told me that I keep pushing him away when he hugs me or we hugged we kissed and then after that like so um to restore distance and I never noticed it I never did this consciously but when he pointed it out I always noticed that I had my hands on his chest and pushed him away not completely it was wasn't like uh, the feeling of go away it's enough but a little bit because it felt too close but I didn't notice at all on a conscious level like I said I was I always felt like um, I loved cuddling with him I loved hugging him um, everything about that but my body started rejecting him as a soulmate and this is so fascinating to me because um, yeah as a psychologist I know how much happens on the subconscious level but this really illustrates it, um, how we sh really, really should trust our body. And there are a lot of signals that we don't even notice. And of course, my mind couldn't make sense of it. And I thought a lot about like um, trauma responses and things like that and thought it was because sometimes I have avoidant tendencies in my attachment style. But now, as I talk about this, as I record this episode, I'm pretty sure that it was my sixth line body telling me, hey, not a soulmate anymore. And this can also happen on the sexual level, of course. Um, and you know, relationships are different. Um, there's no like one scale for how often you should be intimate or stuff like that. Every relationship is different. Every desire is different. But it could um, express itself by you noticing that you um, pull away from your partner when your partner wants to have sex with you or stuff like that. Especially if you have a six-line body, but it might also be true if you have a six-line personality. And with a six-line personality, of course, you have like this, um, this theme of soulmate or not more in the, in the forefront and more um, conscious than me. But it's important in any case. And you, you always have a second theme, of course, relating to your other profile line. And for the three and the six, they are harmonic. 
they go very well together. So it's just like the sponge made and broken and soulmate or not. So if not soulmate, <laughs> I like talking in like logical equations. <laughs> if not soulmate, then bond broken. <laughs> if soulmate, then bond made. Um, and it's like this, you know, if you're 3-6 or 6-3, you might relate to this. Um, and it might feel a little bit different for the 4-6 and the 6-2. For the 4-6 in particular, because I talked a lot about fourth line energy, which is very unfamiliar to me because I um, have nearly zero fourth line energy in my chart. Um, where this personality is really identified with being the person who who has to build a network, who wants to build a network, who wants community, who needs like the soul family around them, but then the sixth line body being very, very selective on who is correct for this and who is not correct. So this can be a little bit of um, push and pull between the two. And it can be, for example, that the personality hijacks the body at the fourth line is really like, especially in the not-self, is really eager to socialize and build connections, hoping for opportunities and ignores the wisdom of the body um, that is being very specific and informs the personality on who is correct, who is meant to be in their circle. And who is not. Um, and again, it's it always comes back to trusting your body, trusting your authority. And there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of positive versus negative going on in this world and it's not always seen as a positive thing if you are very selective with your social circle with your connections because as i said it can come across as cold it can come across as judgy which is something that i hear quite often and of course, I'm uh, reflecting that um, it comes across as critical. You are critical of others. You are overly critical. You are overly judgy. You don't accept people. And for me, that's not even true. Um, I can be a very, very accepting and loving person, but I just don't feel the desire to connect with a lot of people a lot of people the majority of people and sometimes that can create loneliness or aloneness for me aloneness is not that much of a problem there are three specific alone gates in the chart i don't know if if you're familiar with them but it's gate 12 the gate of caution in the throat gate 33 also in the throat the, the gate of privacy and gate 40 in the ego the gate of deliverance or also known as the gate of aloneness so i i love being 
and my own company. I love being alone. But of course, the sixth line also has this deep, deep longing for this type of connection, for the soul level connection, for someone who feels like a soulmate to them. But you just can't force it. And what you can do always is align with your strategy and authority and trust the process and trust that people that are on your fractal will come to you, will find you or you will find them. And it happens very naturally. But for me, it was always worth the wait. And I would never trade like this type of connection for some other connections that are just that keep me busy that um, ensure that I'm not alone that I can go to events with someone at the moment this is really my situation because um, I did a lot of things with my with my husband mm. and my friends my closest friends don't live here in my city um, I talk to them a lot and this is really important to me. For me, a huge indicator, for example, is <laughs> do I want to have a phone call with you or not? Because I, I always said I don't like phone calls at all. I don't like talking on the phone. Leave me alone with this. But then I noticed there are very specific people um, where it's very different and I love talking to them on the phone and these are about three three to four people and everyone else I'm not interested but it really really depends and it's not that I'm generally not a not a phone person I don't just I just don't want to talk to everyone um, and of course it's really really different for for example clients I I really talk about friendships and romantic relationships, deeper connections, this kind of stuff. Mm. But it's also relevant. It's also relevant in the context of business and clients, but I think I will touch on this in another episode. So it's really important to me to talk to these people. And it's always, it's always a huge indicator for me if it's effort, if it feels like effort. And there have been people in my past, and as I said, it can change over time. So this will maybe <laughs> occur again and again. There are people where I feel like, oh my God, I have to... I have to listen to their voice note and I have to reply to them and it feels like work. It feels like effort. I sometimes procrastinate a lot because I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to. It feels like a responsibility. And on the other hand, there are these people where it's just, it's just natural. I want to talk to them. I like to talk to them every day if possible. I'm also okay if that's not possible, but I, I love it. I'm really really happy about every message I get from them and if I have the time I listen to it immediately because I'm just curious what's going on with them I want to share what's going on with me and this is also a big part as I said I have gate 12 I have gate 33 I um, can be very cautious on the one hand 
with um, my privacy, gate 33, I can hold back a lot. And that's what I do a lot, for example, on like events or parties with most people. And there's this one person that I barely know and we just click and they, I tell them everything. Not like in, again, I hope you don't think about me as a creepy person who just like picks out a random person and uh, starts to touch them and trauma dump on them. That's not what I mean. But I'm very, very open. To me, it's really like this binary of being very closed off, not in a cold manner, not in an unfriendly manner, but in a, in a kind, superficial way. They just don't have the key. It's not like a conscious thing. It's not like a conscious thing going on where I think, oh, I can't tell this to this person. It's, it's not. It's just they don't have the key. I wouldn't even get the idea to tell them some things it wouldn't even occur to me it's just not natural but when the right person comes into my aura with the key and this this is the binary of gate 33 and especially gate 12 i can be very open very expressive i can trust a lot i can open up very very quickly to someone who just feels like soul family like a soulmate and to others, like people I regarded as friends, but where I observed, I don't really enjoy talking to this person that much. It sometimes feels like effort. It sometimes I can see myself procrastinating on answering their texts and stuff like that. I hold back a lot. It doesn't feel safe. I don't fully trust them. And I think it's also a lot about trust. And my body can feel whether I can trust a person or not. And as I said, it doesn't always have to make a lot of sense. But it's just, and it can change over time. But in many cases, the connection will be there from the very beginning. Okay, I think that's everything. I wanted to touch upon in this episode i hope you enjoyed it i hope you were inspired and empowered by my sharings maybe if you have a six line in your profile or you have people around you with six lines you recognize some of these themes and as i said your sharings are always welcome so if you have a personal story to share just send me a message on Instagram or send me an email. I'm really, really happy um, when we can interact on a more personal level and I'm really interested in your stories. So that's it for this episode and we'll meet each other again in the next one. Take care.